everyone. It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we want to welcome you to episode 22. 22. Yes, my favorite number, by the way, Corey. This is very true. Yes. Everything she does is evolving around <laughs> 22. Yes, so I know today is going to be special. We've got someone who's very special to me. Tell us who. Janet Nix is in the studio today. She is in our midst. Yeah, she's right here. So I know that today is going to be special because it's you, Janet. Oh, thank you. And it was not intentional. I didn't, on a calendar, say episode 22's got to be Janet. It just worked out that way. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. And then we had a conversation before the recording, which like lets me just like, whoa, this this was meant to be. Mm -hmm. Alignment. Alignment. So typically when we start Take the Elevator, we do some things and we're going to actually invite you to be a part of what we typically do. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Now I'm interested because some of these things are a little stressful for me. I wonder if they'll be (laughs) stressful for Janet as well. I I don't know. I I think she thrives on this kind of stuff. She likes surprises. (laughs) So I think what we're going to do, because as everyone knows, we're doing uh, the month of November in honor of heroes. So we're going to start off with a quote. And Jenny, what we do with our quotes here is we read off a quote and we just kind of discuss, you know, is this true to us? If it's something that we don't agree, what would you change about the quote to make it true for you? Okay. Makes sense? Makes sense. Corey, you ready? As, as much as I can be. <laughs> okay. So this one is a quote by Maya Angelou. And she says, I think a hero is any person really intent on making this a better place for all people. I don't know if that's the true definition, but I can go with that. Yeah. I think what comes to my mind is for all people. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. How, how does that look? Yeah. So, but the word intent, right? So yeah. it's more, more about the people, all people that you're in contact with, Mm. that you have. That's in your world. That's in your world. Yeah. And one person, as many as a million people. Sure. Right. Because it just impacts and is exponential as you spread that around. So I I like that. I love that quote. Me too. And I've never heard it before. Mm -hmm. We just kind of pulled it up and there it was. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, exponential. Exponential. Because what what goes (laughs) from one goes to more. And it spreads that way. And positivity spreads amazingly. True. True. Thanks for the insight. You're quite exponential. (laughs) Thank thank you so much. I don't think I've ever been called that. I like that. Every day. Elevate. Every day. Elevate. We are going to do our Would You Rather (laughs) Now, this kind of scares me. Does it? <laughs> well, that's what I was talking about. Oh, is that what you were talking yeah. about? Okay. I thought you meant the quote, but this, yeah. Why don't we have you, Janet, pick the oh. first number? Okay. How about eight? Okay. Is there a reason why we're picking eight? Well, eight isn't, you know, it's an infinity symbol. So yeah. it's about spirit and earth. And so it's kind of one of my favorites. And it was one of my favorite schoolhouse rock songs. How's that? How does that one go? Oh, I'm not going to attempt to oh, sing it. Oh, come on. It was called Eight? Figure Eight. Figure, Figure Eight, eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you remember? I, I remember only because I've seen it after the fact. I'm a bit too old for Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, okay. Yeah. A bit. Just a bit, Corey. Yeah. I didn't grow up with that. Okay. Like you probably did. <laughs> How old were you, Corey, when that was out? I um, think I was in elementary school. 
So growing up, you know my story. I was only allowed to watch Little House in the Prairie. Oh. And that was it. <gasps> so really? I missed out on cartoons and all that stuff. Oh. And I get to hear about it from my kids and Corey. Oh, yes. Well, and luckily they have things that you can watch it. They have, yeah. you know, you can go I can find I have, it. I have the whole set. Do you have the school rock? Well, I'm going to have to watch oh, that's that one. Cute. That's awesome. All right. So number eight, the question is, is would you rather have a plant or a goldfish that talks to you? That's awesome. <laughs> Does a plant talk? Well, this is your imagination. Either one. Yeah. Um, I think I want a plant. Yeah. You know, goldfish aren't that smart. Well, the problem is, is that they have a very short term memory. So by the time they oh. swim to one side of the tank, they forget that they've been to the oh. other side. So could you imagine that conversation? Yeah. Well, I was thinking goldfish from like the sea or from, do goldfish come from the sea? I don't actually know. Are they, <laughs> are they from, are, sure. they, are they clean, are they not saltwater fish or? Well, I just think goldfish would tell a story about the sea, that places we can't see sometimes. The sea that they came I from. The sea, the, yeah. So, and you know, there was a movie, now this really ages me, with Don something or other. Don Knox, the incredible Don... Mr. Olympic. Yes! Oh How did you know that? <laughs> I used to like that movie as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that movie? You don't know that. It's a, it's a very sweet movie. It was, I'm it was. Watch the I wish, I wish I were a fish. That was one of the yeah. lines in there. Awesome that you remember that. I just remember the storyline, <laughs> and it w had a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. But so we're I, going. You're going. I want fish. fish. Yeah, I want a fish to talk to me. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm, you're <laughs> going with the plant. Yeah, I'm going with the plant because I'm going to tell that plant to produce other plants so I can have some good vegetarian food to eat. I'm going to just do another one for kicks. Eight hundred eighty-eight. Is that cool with you, Corey? <laughs> sure. Here we go. Would you rather go to a job interview with really bad dandruff or bad breath? Oh, wow. <laughs> See, this is why it stresses me. I, I, th this is a weird one, yeah. Well, it, that would be odd for me. I, I don't have any hair, so if I got bad dandruff. <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> I might not make it into the oh, building. Oh, gosh. So I'd have to go with the bad breath, even though that sounds horrible. <laughs> What yeah. do you say, Janet? Oh, I, I would rather go to an interview with dandruff. Same. Than, yeah, see, we're like... Aligned. Yeah, we're aligned. <laughs> we're sisters. <laughs> or no, she could probably be my daughter, actually. Oh, but, you know, we're... not even. <laughs> yeah, so we say dandruff. Okay. Say bad breath. <laughs> Yuck. Every day, elevate. Every day. I have admired... Janet for a while myself and I know that she's been a big part of your life mm -hmm. with that being said I I have gotten to know her through you mm -hmm. and so a lot of times I feel like oh yeah I know her <laughs> but I'm sure she doesn't know me because right. I'm, I've only known her through you but what I can say about you through knowing uh, Jen is that you have definitely been a very big positive influence and definitely have been hero level to oh. her Oh, that's so sweet. And I feel comfortable saying that because she can't say that to you, yeah. but I can. Oh, well, that's so. very nice. So, hero, well, the way I said it was, I enjoy you. Right. <laughs> that's a big so, difference. So the interpretation is, yeah. I'm your hero. <laughs> so, no. You know, the nice thing about, and thank you, Corey, for Absolutely. that. I, I so appreciate it. and. I feel like I know you through Jen as well, but right. I think I'm also getting to know you between each other. Indeed. So, yeah, so that's always fun. So, 
what I love about my relationship with Jen and with other people that I work with, but don't really have more than, you know, doesn't go beyond that in the social realm, mm-hmm. is that people like Jen, people like you, Corey, are, are authentic. Mm. So who you are at home is the same way as who you are at work. Yeah. So I feel like I do know you, you know, and I and I hope that you understand that I am the same person at home as I am at work. And that is a gift to be mm-hmm. able to be that way. I know people who work in places where they can't be themselves. Or they don't feel secure enough in who they are, that they feel like they can truly be who they are. You know, if we could do any, if I could do anything to make a difference in the place that I work, it's to give the space for people to be who they really are and feel safe to be that way. So I think a hero is really someone who gives people that space to be authentic and to be able to step into their potential and their greatness Mm -hmm. and, you know, to really be the best, you know, they... I know this is just a term everyone's using, the best version of yourself, right. but truly that's what it is. And if we can all be that, I mean, how fulfilling is that? No matter what you do or who you're doing it with or where you are, if you could be that, it's huge. Well, that says a lot about you, Janet, because a lot of people don't want you to be who you really are. A lot of people want you to be how they want you to be. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's very difficult to navigate, especially in the in the workplace, because yeah. you're constantly trying to be something that you're not. Yeah. I know. And it makes me sad. And I also know that the reality is that we all have the way that we look at the world, right? We have our, and we've been talking a lot about unconscious bias and really how we're raised and how we, our perceptions and it's all filtered, right? right, Through our own lens. Mm -hmm. And so if we can be intentional about really putting that aside so people can truly be who they are and we allow them to be, then that's where the richness comes in. Right. So I, but I do get what you're saying, Corey. We don't, it doesn't happen that often. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have these roles that we're put into. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's really funny for me is when I came to this role and I'm at the executive level, just because of the title, people treat me differently. And I, and that just boggles my mind. I don't get it. I, I'm in a role and I think the role is important. And I have responsibilities, but it doesn't change who I really am. And so I think people should judge me based on, you know, who I am and not my role. And just because I'm in this role doesn't mean I'm better than anyone. I mean, truly. In fact, sometimes it makes me worse because, (laughs) you know, I have to make some hard decisions that, you know, sometimes isn't easy, you know, implement. But it does surprise me when we look at each other based on... Now, I I respect the role that people are in and I respect the work that they do. Mm -hmm. But who you are is truly, you know, that's the key to being the hero, right, is... Mm who you are and what you do when I I guess one of the things that I thought of when our CEO retired over a year or so ago is that they asked me to say something about him. And I said, you know, he does the right thing when no one's looking. Mm. And that is truly what a hero does, right? It's not for anything else, but for to serve another. And where I love that concept of doing something good, even though no one's looking, I just want to tap into the human side of the hero. Being in a position that you could be looked at as a hero, do heroes cry? Do they have bad days? Do they have bad hair days? Do they have emotional (laughs) moments? I mean, I want to get deep into that. And so if you could just touch on a little bit of that, I'd be... Well, I don't don't consider myself a hero. Well, I think everyone's a hero, and I'm just as equal... In the hero thing as everyone else. Okay. So, of, absolutely. There's even Oprah Winfrey, 
who is one of my heroes. I truly love Oprah Winfrey. I saw her before she got really big. I saw her when she was just starting her talk show. And it mm. was at the in LA, she, there was a women's conference. My friend and I were looking for restrooms and they had changed all the men's to women's, but we still couldn't find one. So we went upstairs and we were, and as we were looking, she passed us in the hallway and we were going to follow her to her room so we could use her restroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for us, it's like she, she was an idol. And it, but you know what? She has a bathroom in the room that she's going to be in. She has to use the bathroom just like everyone else. And then she told the story about how she was in the restroom and then she came out and the people in there saw her come out and they started clapping. And she just looked at them like, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> you know, that is just too weird. So I, I think that we can, you know, we tend to idolize sometimes the wrong thing. People are just people. What they do can be amazing. I mean, I just read Michelle Obama's book. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what a person to really look up to. But she is so authentic in the way that she wrote that book and the stories that she told and the yeah. realness of who she is. And I think that when we can get that and feel that common bond, mm-hmm. that we're all human beings and we go through different things, but really to be able to understand each other from our from that perspective, I think that's where the hero comes in. You okay. know, we're heroes to each other. So I'd like to know what was it about Oprah even before she got big that drew you to her? I, I have to tell and I remember what she said. This okay. was so powerful for me. I was a young, I was young. <laughs> I was very young. <laughs> so I must have been in my mid twenties, actually. And she asked, there was, there must have been a thousand of us in the ballroom. Mm -hmm. And she said, how many of you struggle in the work that you do? Everyone raised their hand. And she says, well, maybe it's the wrong work. Maybe that's not where you should be because it shouldn't be a struggle. It should be a challenge and it should be hard. Mm -hmm. She said, but if you are struggling and you are really not, it's not feeding you, maybe that is not the path you're supposed to be on. And I was so fortunate to hear that at a very, you know, I was just kind of entering my real career at Mm -hmm. that point in time. And it stuck with me so strongly that I followed that advice ever since. She's just, she's so wise. You know, she just really has a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. that she shared with us that day. And it, she truly was authentic and she hasn't changed from that moment on. I mean, the things that she says and all the... fame and everything that else that she's gotten. I mean, that does impact you in the way you live. It also, though, hasn't changed who she is, you know, and, and what she believes in. So I was really, really impressed with her. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've had people in my life and they've said one thing and it just stays with you. Yeah. And it, it's that just that messaging that keeps following you. Yeah. So Janet, just the other night, actually, you played a part in a uh, friend of ours, Fernando, in his uh, new journey. That was so life. fun. Right. <laughs> and it was a surprise. So cute. <laughs> surprise event for him on Zoom. Yeah. And he now goes to the university you went to. Mm-hmm. And he's followed you. He's followed where we were. You know, he actually read part of my dissertation. Yes. Now, I was going <laughs> to ask him. incredible. Uh, why, wh- why did he stop reading it? Why didn't he read the whole thing? <laughs> I was waiting for it's you only, to ask him that. It's not really that long. It's only a little over 100 pages. So it wasn't that. <laughs> anyway. That was really cute. Yeah. So he was like starstruck that Janet was there. And he talked about it even hours of each. I said he couldn't go to sleep. Oh, he was my just so gosh. excited. That's so sweet. So, and I always knew that people looked up to you. It didn't surprise me. But I think that 
impact that you had on someone that you didn't even know really. He met you one time. Yeah. And so what did what did that mean to you? And and how did did that change your perspective on yeah. anything? You know, I, I thought about that because I, I said to my husband, you know, he was so cute. He was so sweet and it was it was like he was so grateful that I made it to this Zoom meeting on a Saturday night where right. I wouldn't have been doing anything anyway. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, and so, except for, you know, hang out with my husband, and my dog, and right. they were just in the other, well, I, I grabbed my you dog, actually. Dog so <laughs> here's what it makes me think is we as leaders, especially, and I know part of his feelings about me or his, you know, perception of me mm-hmm. is because of the role I'm in. And I think that what it makes me aware of is that when you're a leader, you have a responsibility and yes, y- you should you know, authenticity is, I think, the most important thing to be as a leader. And yeah. at the same time, you have to be really intentional about the message mm-hmm. and how you are with people. Because let's face it, we everyone has bad days, right? But if I have a team member come in and talk to me about something and I'm in a bad mood or having a bad day and I say something that for any, if I talk to either one of you who know me, mm. you know, I could say something kind of flippant and sarcastic or, and you might go, oh God, Janet's having a bad day, right? But someone who doesn't know me in that way, right. it could hurt their feelings. Yeah. It could actually yeah. take them. And I've done that. I can tell you, I've had to apologize a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't even, well, sometimes people say I don't have a filter. Sometimes I don't. I, you know, sometimes I, I just am being kind of too spontaneous maybe and yeah. and teasing and sarcastic and and people take that to heart and I have to be careful because I have to be aware of how they're going to take that right and still be authentic right still have but be be more intentional about yeah. you know what I say and who I say it to and make sure that they don't leave feeling like wow that was really flippant or that was really um, sarcastic or mm, right. she doesn't care, you know, right. and I, and I've had people say to um, others, you know, Janet just doesn't care. Like, wow, how did, how did I come across in that conversation where I'm coming across like I don't care? And it could, very well could be that I sounded that way. Right. So, so I think as leaders, you have that much, you have a responsibility to really pay attention to that. Right. And that's, Fernando made me realize, you know, remember that, that truly it was just fun, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to do that. But the fact that he just, it's like if I would have said, oh, you're, you're going to hate working here. People are this way or people are that <laughs> way. I mean, you know, he might have looked at that like, wow, how could she say that? Right, and, right. you know, it, so I think it's really, it's really critical. What you were saying, Jen, about, Someone saying something to you and it sticks with you. Sometimes as leaders, we say something and it sticks with people, you know, good, bad or indifferent, but, you know, it can be important sure. in what you say and how you say it. I know that's happened with you when you do your resilience workshops, mm-hmm. you know, people tell you all the time how powerful that was mm-hmm. and that sticks with them at a deep level. Right. It, it shifts their mind. You know, that's a, that's huge. And that's a huge yeah. responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. I think, um, for me, uh, Janet, you you have successfully changed the perception of yourself based on being more in the front, in the forefront. And I've seen you do this, this transition from being in the background uh, maybe two years ago mm. to being very upfront, mm-hmm. 
um, speaking to the people, addressing the people, mm-hmm. the, the emails and, and just the, the talk show. And you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. We're now able to see you. And we, although we can't touch you, we can relate. We can hear the, the, um, the human, the human mm-hmm. side yeah. of her. Mm-hmm. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's lighthearted. <laughs> she says things that is very quick witted. And it's just nice to be able to, you know, recognize that human side. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and it's no offense to you, but Mm -hmm. I I love when you have your like airheaded moments in front of people because I I love that part of you. All the time. (laughs) I think it's great. Um, Why, Jen? Because I'm the same one. It's so weird. No, we are the same. I'm not the only one. But I just, you were bringing, you're talking about being authentic. And I think that's a part of leadership, Janet. Like, sometimes I feel bad for people who are are in higher positions such as yourself. Because people look at you in a certain way and you, like you said, say can say the wrong things or they perceive it as the wrong thing to say. Mm -hmm. And they take that and they hold on to it. And then they start talking about this, that, and the Mm -hmm. other. But the thing about being authentic is being like, just being okay with making mistakes and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, that's not what I meant. Mm -hmm. And when people really know you for your heart and who you are, they can kind of not kind of, but they can just forgive those things. They're because quick to they, forgive. Yeah, that's not, yeah. we know Janet, that's not her that's intention. That's not her intentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. that's what we need to trust, mm-hmm. yeah. is what has what have these people shown up as, and count on that, instead of that one time that you just yeah. had a moment. Yeah, I mean, it's like walking, you know, into, Corey, you and I meeting in the hallway and having a conversation. If you're authentic with me, which you are, and I'm authentic with you, which, you which are. I am, mm-hmm. then the next time we meet, you know, we build on that. Absolutely. But if I'm not being authentic, I can't be consistent because, you know, you can only be phony and you don't remember how you're being phony. You know, so people who are phony or not, I, I shouldn't, that sounds judgmental, but who can't be who they really are, okay. then they're always thinking about, oh, who should I be with Corey? Right, right. Oh, who should I be right. with Jen? Or what was the last should, yeah. thing I said to him? You know, yeah, yeah that's a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. But, you know, and at the same time, you can be authentic and still look different, right? So, Corey, it's funny that you say I was kind of in the background before and now mm. at work I'm more in the front. Well, for one, the circumstances. Now, our current CEO is all about letting his team be leaders of that team. I didn't know you were a doctor. Oh, yeah. And and so it wasn't until our new CEO came in and I was like, wait a minute, did he just say Dr. (laughs) James? Okay, she just got bumped up a couple Uh of levels. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) Calling me doctor. I just felt so good to be recognized for that that title yeah, you know, for that's that work. an accomplishment you yeah. want to feel good about. Yeah. And also it gives another title to the role, which isn't always good because then people are a bit like, oh, she's a doctor or she has their doctorate and therefore it means XYZ. She knows more than I do. She right. well, you know, here's the thing about getting a doctorate. You know, the more education you get, the more you know how stupid you really are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you become what I call, um, what they call consciously incompetent. So I'm just aware of how much I really don't know. And <laughs> the more I got, the higher the degree was, it's like, wow, I really know nothing. I really know nothing. I can't agree so. with that completely because <laughs> I, I've seen you operate and I know you know what you want to do. And I know you do things with intent and with purpose. So I, I I don't see that that. side of it. Thank you for that. Well, and it's a small piece of it, right? I mean, 
I I have been hired for my skills and abilities and over and long a lot of years of doing a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But um, if you ask me to um, like drive home from here, which is only not too far, <laughs> oh I will God. get totally lost. We are so <laughs> the same. Uh, <laughs> no sense of direction at all. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you stories about where I've ended up. Oh no! And yeah, I've had many adventures because. <laughs> and that's, that's for another show. That's another show. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Yeah, and I have a, a question for you, Corey. So you know, you work in a a big company, and there's all these different levels. And so, how do you think that plays out in the workforce for you? And what motivates you to do and be the best you can be with the environment that you're in? I'm just always pushing for the next level, and that's whether I'm happy or not, because. Day-to-day task doesn't mean you're going to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just push for the next level. If, if I'm here today, then can I get to step number, whatever the next level is? Mm-hmm. And if I can do that successfully, then I feel like I have a win in my day. Mm-hmm. That way, whoever's watching me always sees me working at a goal, working to achieve something. Because then people will notice you and they will. And, it, and it's not about, well, I have this job or this role and that's what's going to make me happy. The job is it starts within you mm-hmm, and exactly. then it's projected out. And if you can't have that happiness within and you, you can attest to this, Janet, mm-hmm. if you get an unhappy um, employee, they're in unhappy all the time. Yeah. They're not yeah. made happy by giving them something right. else. Yeah. Right. That only feeds them very for very short, short term. Yes. 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 And then it's something else. Yeah. I just think it's important that we plug into who we are, what we're about, our intention, our purpose, because it's not our job that defines us. Mm -hmm. We define wherever we go, you know, and we make that happen. So, you know, at Take the Elevator, we say, look up and let's elevate. Elevate. Every day.